the volume. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code MONICO. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code MONICO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco, Alex Monaco, live on AMP, live on Volume Sports. We are Monday morning quarterbacking it, September 25th. I had to go get a haircut. I had to go shave my face. That was a sick weekend in the world of the NFL. Today's episode's all about Monday Night Football's doubleheader, Rams at Bengals. Eagles at Bucks. Quick two minute Chris Berman with it recap of my best bets. Two and one. So we are making progress on our depth chart picks. Three, two, one. Now, thank goodness one L only means one L because my one L was the Denver Broncos plus six and a half. Sucker free Friday on a Sunday. But favorite bet of the week was the Patriots minus two and a half. The ultimate do not overthink it wager. They now move New England to 15 straight against the Jets. I also love, and I told you to love it as well, the Detroit Lions minus three at home against the Falcons. I called it an NFC hierarchy game in the NFC cafeteria. Ritter's an underclassman. Jared Goff said, hold my bags, grab me some Napoleon Dynamite tater tots, and hold this L. Never a sweat, never a doubt. Lions minus three, like a mensch on this Yom Kippur Monday. Shout out half my relatives and all of you fasting. We are Snickers hangry all day. All right, we're going to dive into it. Three and three on my pick six bets. Really not much to say other than why in the world did I believe and Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. But we'll end that at the end of the show. It's all about what we do next here. Monday night, double Costanza dip. We have a double header. We have a riveting, riveting line here. And I got to be honest, as we talk out the second double header, Rams, Bengals, a lot of speculation. Going to need you to tread lightly. It's already moved from Rams plus two 
to Rams plus three. This may be trending that Joey Burr is suiting up. Let's dive in, though. First up, Baker Progressive Mayfield. And the 2-0 and have not turned an INT over yet. Bucks hosting the NFC champions of last year, the Philadelphia Fly Fly Eagles. Minus five is the line. 45 is the over-under. Minus 225 on DraftKings for the Eagles, plus 185 on the Bucks. if you like them on the Monaco money line. So the storyline is obviously Baker Mayfield coming to town. We think he might even lose his starting job to Kyle Trask. We've never seen O and R on a depth chart. They were trolling him in August. They're jocking him in September. This is the storyline. A Bucks team that has come in and done all of the little things correctly to get themselves to 2 and 0. The Eagles, they are 2 and 0. It's almost the most underwhelming it seems like out of Camp Philly 2 and 0 you could possibly imagine they're booing their team in the second week of the season cuz they're not moving the ball to their liking. What an unbelievable first world problems. First world first world football problems we'll call it in Philly to go 2 and 0 booing a team against an 0 and 3 now Vikings club, but I digress. As we set the table for this game, a couple of ways to look at the painting. Got to be honest, five-point line, opened around six, six and a half, so money has come in on the box, tickets on the Eagles. I just have to say this. This Tampa Bay team has gone against damn near junior varsity defenses to start the season. Justin Herbert just cooked for over 400 yards against a Vikings D that is so low. I don't know where they go from here. Kirk non primetime may end up in New York taking Zach Wilson's job by the end of Tuesday afternoon. I don't know what's happening in many. All I know is on a desperation game, this Minnesota team at home couldn't stop anybody. It was the same thing week one against a, a Baker led box team that is otherwise one dimensional still not running the ball well by NFL standards. But the key to all of this has been, and this is not Baker Mayfield football, but fundamentally sound football. They are at the moment next to only the Dallas Cowboys top two in turnover differential, but they have to go against a real front seven, a grown man, secondary Bradbury back, with his PIC partner in crime, Volume Sports' very own Darius Slay. So let's get into the keys to the game here. As I look at the number one reason to fade the home team tonight, everyone is on the Bucks. Everyone's loving the number. You may get this at Philly minus four and a half. You may get it at minus five. Either way, I am swallowing the points. I'm leaning fly, fly. I'm taking the defending NFC champs for a couple of reasons. And the first one is, oh, Baker can't be stopped. Baker's a new version of himself. No, I'm sorry. Again, everyone can get through the first few months of their next relationship where they come off a divorce time one, really times two, and get through it. Nobody sees flaws in the first few months of a relationship. Nobody. You can be your best self for a couple of dates, for a few months into the honeymoon. That is Baker Mayfield on the Bucks. Let's let's remind ourselves. This was an over-under team total win Bucks club of six 
and a half. Objects in mirror are not as they appear. Let's get in deeper here. Baker Mayfield has not turned the ball over. Baker Mayfield on third down has a passer rating of 132.1. He has also done an unbelievable job under pressure this week, this year. 71.4% of his passes he has completed under duress. That's fifth in the National Football League, according to Pro Football Focus. It ain't continuing, people. It ain't continuing. If you think that a Bucks team against a Minnesota Vikings team, sure, they're a little bit better than last year. Brian Flores, I like the swoop in, come in D.C., trying to make it better. They are, again, two steps forward to take a step back in many defensively speaking. They cannot figure it out. They have no identity. You look at this Bears team. Game was over by Taylor Swift halftime. The game was over in Arrowhead with the Bears D by halftime. All that to say, those are the two defenses Baker Mayfield has gone against. You have to remind yourselves it's a week-to-week league. Just ask the Dallas Cowboys, who are still on their way back from Arizona. So the Bucs, who are second to only the Dallas Cowboys in the turnover differential department at plus five, are here to all of a sudden continue that? No, they're not. No, they're not. Because guess who's right behind them, tied for third in this league through two weeks? The Philadelphia Eagles at plus four. They turn the ball over like they did last year, and they protect it with Jalen Hurts. We've seen it already out the gate. So the first thought is that if Baker Mayfield turns the ball over tonight, he is a different quarterback. And all that to say, as we get into the second reason here, Baker Mayfield in prime time under the Friday night, Monday night lights, ain't the same cat you've been watching on Sunday. Baker Mayfield's played five Monday night football games. He is one and four under the bright Natty TV lights. Six touchdowns, seven interceptions. Baker Mayfield's throwing interception tonight. It is my favorite prop on the board. You heard it here tonight. Baker Mayfield is minus 120 on DraftKings to throw a pick, lock it up. Lock it in. He is going to make a mistake. It is a lot easier to convince yourself you're a good board game player when you're knocking every Jenga piece over and over and over again. It's also a lot easy to take out Jenga pieces when you're going against the Bears D and the Vikings D. This is an adult Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, front seven. He does not fare tonight the way he has fared in the first two weeks. Mark my words. Last reason you have to back Philly tonight is no one wants to back them in this spot because of the points. Does Jalen Hurts not win games or does Jalen Hurts not win games? A guy's 19-1 and one in his last 20 weeks. This was your MVP from last year. 19-1. and one, He got robbed of it by Patrick because he got hurt for two weeks. Dude's got 28 rushing touchdowns in 47 career contests. Ties him for the most with Cam Newton. I mean... 
Here's all I got to say. Minnesota doesn't know who they are. Minnesota is like a freshman on campus turning sophomore, getting his license, turning junior. Do I change my identity? Do I go with different clothes? Am I hitting puberty? Who the hell are the Vikings? They don't even know. They can't answer it this morning. Who are the Bears? The Bears are an abomination. The Bears are the worst team in the NFL right now. The Bears have a coaching problem, have a leader of men problem, have an infrastructure problem, have a running routes problem, have a defense can't stop anybody problem. I backed them to win the North. You don't got to remind me. Rip up the digital ticket. This is who the the Bucks went against. You have to remind yourselves they are going against the top dogs in the conference. There's a world where they get smoked tonight. So Philly's got a new play caller. Brian Johnson doesn't know what he's doing. Da, 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 da. It's a ridiculous take. It's a ridiculous take. Now, it's not the same coached up coordinators that they had last year. Still the same personnel. And Philly's been banged up. Philly was banged up on Thursday night against the Vikings. They're a little bit banged up now. The only question mark is Vita Vea, Front seven for the Bucs, very tasty run D, very appetizing. Not a great night to back DeAndre Swift. But all that to say, this is the number one offensive line led by Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason Kama. Doesn't know where his Super Bowl ring is in the house, but knows exactly who to smother in pancake on a Monday night, breakfast for dinner on primetime. You open against New England then you play Minnesota on a short week. Not exactly the easiest one-two opening. All that to say, career high for DeAndre Swift week two after a one-carry, three-outing night week one against the Pats. They will they will stick to what Philly does best, which is run to pass, run to pass, and play situational football off of their defense that creates opportunities for them. That is tonight. Now, although I'm swallowing the five, I want you to really flirt with, as we get into game two, the best bet. And I think the best bet has to be under 45. Might have moved to 44 and a half as we are live taping. It's got to be the best bet. This could be a lot of great run-stopping defensive plays. First part of the game, kind of going pawn for pawn on the chessboard, slowly rolling out. Baker, a lot of early early and out possessions. Jalen Hurts maybe not able to run the ball, stretch the field out the gate, let the game open up more like the third quarter. All that to say, this has a slow pace written all over it. This does not seem, when you close your eyes and envision what kind of style this game is, like a run-and-gun, fast-paced style of game. This feels like an NFC. Both teams play on grass. Both teams try to establish a run and stop the run kind of formula. I think Best bet tonight, if you do not love minus four and a half, minus five on Philly, has to be under 45. Remind ourselves, Baker turns the ball over. He's a different quarterback. Jalen Hurts tonight is going to lean on all of his skill position weapons. A.J. Brown barking, by the way, about not getting the rock at all in week two, yet they won. Look for A.J. Brown tonight to sneakily get some action. This is a interesting spot for him. Banged up secondary. We'll see if both corners start. 
This is an Eagles offense. 79% of all of their passing yards are made up between Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I'm looking at Brown tonight, 67 and a half, pending where you shop. I mean, this guy's averaged 82.6 with Jalen Hurts in his career off a quiet game, 11 of 16 targets on the year. Carlton Davis, limited in practice, has to be something. Something. And the Bucs D... Gave up more than 100 to J.J. and D.J. Moore. So, again, all that to bring in and lock in an A.J. Brown-type night. But this is where the stars shine. This is where the fundamentals kick in. This is where the better team shows up and shows out. Do I need to say extra time as my cherry on top for a reason? 10 days to prepare for Baker Mayfield, who's thrown a pick in every single Monday Night Football start of his career. This is a buy, this is a sell high spot and buy medium on the Eagles. I don't think it's a complicated pick. Let's get to game two. Um, This is a speculative game. This is a, we're going to be shorter on this because we don't know. Is it Jake? I don't have a face in in Madden Browning. I'm looking up. Who this is, anytime Wikipedia starts with he's an American football quarterback, you are in trouble. You are in serious trouble. He played for who? He played for who? The Washington Huskies. Signed with the Vikings as an undrafted free agent. Oh, Jerry. If you can get the Rams plus three right now on DraftKings, you have to take it. You just have to take it. All right, storyline is Rams 2-0 and against the spread. Very competitive 1-1 and in the division to start. Bengals haven't had a losing record since 2020. Here they come. What do we know about teams 0-3? Over the last 100 teams, there's been one. The 2018 Texans to make it to the playoffs. This is the season for the Bengals. Here's the reality. Joe Burrow. Calf storyline still passed for 222 and a pair of tutties against the Ravens. Very good D. The reality is this man's banged up. The reality is he has to cross a street to get to practice. Don't know what that's about. I do not know the temperature in the room at the moment. I'm reading articles. I'm what all we know is the line was six and a half as a look ahead. Burrow injured. Line's been dropping ever since. The line has moved all the way down to minus one and a half at one point. As we speak, it is minus three on DraftKings. Bengals minus 148. Now, Burrow, this is a Super Bowl rematch. Let's not forget Joey Burr has a ton of reason to want to show up and show out tonight. Now, how did he do how did he do against that Rams team? One time he went against them, 263 passing yards, Tuddy. No picks, 100.9 passer rating. Now, primetime Burrow, pretty solid. 1,400 career passing yards, 11 touchdowns in primetime. And if he goes tonight, of course I'm leaning Cincy. Even a banged up Burrow, modern medicine, Joey Burr, I I still lean Cincy. But if there is no Joe Burrow tonight, we have to take the points. We have to take the points. This Bengals rush rate per action network, 29th to start the season. I mean, Mixon's barely cracked 100 yards in two weeks. The Rams defense, call what you will, 14th in rushing success rate. 
So if it's Jake Browning and it's an Aaron Donald-led front seven, I mean, this is something to seriously consider. And they went against two solid running offenses. You saw Kenneth Walker against a very serviceable Carolina D yesterday. Cooked them. You know about the run scheme for Shanahan. Goes back a generation. He's passing it on like an Italian recipe. They did well against the Rams D, but not unbelievable like they did against the Steelers week one. All that to say, Matthew Stafford, to give you a coward reference, he's like Chris Paul in the Thunder. Just a veteran point guard dipping, dodging, ducking, diving, ducking, finding Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, Tyler Higby, a pack of Skittles, a roll of Starburst, a Twix. He's throwing to nobody. It doesn't matter. You got a great coach. You got a great quarterback. That seems to all that matters in the Rams locker room, be it to be true. And we look at Puka Nakua. I mean, is there a better prop on the board? 15 receptions, 147. Guy's got the most receptions coming off a game in the history of the league. He's also the first play, first player all-time, 10-plus catches, 100-plus receiving yards in his first two weeks. You want to talk about rare air? Three guys ever. He's one of them. Andre Risen, Michael Thomas, Puka Nakua, 25 catches in their first two games. He's got the most targets through two weeks by 10. Puka Nakua has to be in your same game parlay tonight. But as we get into the keys to the game here, just got to run the ball, stick to fundamentals. If you are the Rams, you want to keep your offense on the field. I was sorely wrong about Kyron Williams. Cam Akers sent packing. Kyron Williams seems to be equally as impressive as Puka Nakua. Look at this stat. Rams are first in yardage differential. Bengals are last. Last. Minus 341 to 267. That's big yard discrepancy. Rams offensive line, solid. One sack on Stafford. That is adequately protected to say the least. So it's keys to the game. Now, Bengals have a good defense, not a great defense. These are two excellent pass defenses to start the league, both two top 10 ones. Again, not glamorous, not sexy, under 43 and a half. I like the under in this game more than I like it in the in the box and the Eagles. Best bet with the uncertainty of Joey Burr has to be the under. And this Bengals D, as good as their past D's been out the gate, terrible run D. They are now the new Steelers. They're giving up 192 on the ground. So this is going to be one of those games where you're going to watch veteran prowess and coached up McVay dial in an excellent game plan. This is going to come down to the Rams game plan. If Stafford starts slinging it, trying to showboat, they're in trouble. If they run, they do their little PA rollouts, he sticks to his progressions, could be a very fundamentally sound Stafford game. Now, I don't think anyone sat here and thought that the Rams would have a top four pass defense through the first two weeks against a Niners and a Seahawks team. Only giving up 150. So if you got a team giving up 150 passing and a Bengals team giving up 190 passing through the first two weeks with a banged-up quarterback primetime home game where the defense has to step up, show up, and show out, wouldn't we say our hypothesis has to be the scuba Steve under? It has to be. Best bet, game two, under 43 and a half. You're asking me to make a pick? 
Rams plus three. Have to do it. If it's Jake Browning, if it's Joe Burrow, you're getting some crazy CLV. If he goes, you know he's going to go. On my way out here, Pukunakua has to be thought of. Kyron Williams got in the end zone four times in two weeks. Has to be considered as an anytime touchdown. A.J. Brown over that number. I like him over 80 plus tonight at plus money. Has to be considered. And a Hurts rushing touchdown. I mean, 25 touchdowns on the ground in the start of the 2021 season. Only one fewer than Austin Eckler. That is something to seriously think about. So, we're doing a little bit of kind of almost like science, science-esque class where you're breaking down by hypothesis meets logical conclusion meets what could happen meets what's going to happen. Look, these two games are going to be slower, in my humble opinion. Not a lot of over-the-top top plays from these secondaries. All four of them, I think, hold all four quarterbacks in a humble number tonight. I think it comes down to two veteran teams in the Rams and the Eagles playing fundamentally sound. If they can do that, Jake Browning, Baker Mayfield, I will lean on the Eagles and the Rams D, <clears throat> excuse me, to make the necessary adjustments. So that's it for me. I'm going Eagles minus five. I'm going Rams plus three, but the best bet for Rams, Bengals, absolutely under 43 and a half. Second favorite bet in the Eagles bucks in addition to Baker Mayfield throwing interception, minus 120 on DraftKings, is under 44.5. Could have got it at 45 this morning. We'll see where the splits go. Money is on the Bucks. Tickets are on the Eagles. So I'm out the door telling you I'm on the Joe's side. Look, sometimes you got to be on the Joe's side. This is a Fly Eagles Fly Monday. Don't forget to hug your mothers. We'll see you next show. And as we dive in on our way out here, of all things betting, I got to talk out a few things for a few minutes here. Just absolutely sick with it results. And as we go through the results, this was uh, a live betting disaster. I got scorched. I got dragged up and down like Woody from Toy Story with no arm. Shout out the Disney brand game. Jags versus I'm not sure. They're going to put them all in Pixar graphics and see how they look. That's going to be fascinating. But when I say live betting favorites last week can be tasty, you also have to tread lightly. I got host three games in particular. I kept thinking the Ravens were going to come back in that Colts game. I kept thinking they were going to come back. Have to watch the game with your eyes. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore. This was a fascinating game because I look at the Ravens week two finding a way to beat the Bengals in sick fashion. And Bengals, who come into this week, everyone's down on. I'm looking at the Ravens. They're moving the ball fine against the Bengals pasty, who's top five as we speak. And they can't move the football against the Colts. Could have been weather. But Garden, Garden Minshew, Gardner Minshew, a eight and a half at one point spread. I mean, the Colts were 10-1 to 1 as a dog at one point live in that game. The live betting was sick. But one thought, hindsight's 20-20, you could have gotten both teams. One was 10-1, to 1, one was 3.5-1 to 1, live in that game. If you're throwing baby peanuts on both sides, maybe make a note that sometimes when games are fluky and you're watching that Colts-Ravens game, 
I mean, Gardner Minshew pulls an Orlovsky, steps out of the end zone at 201. Ravens go up three with the ball. I mean, you're on a Ravens ticket like me and a pick them. Colts go to 10 to one line. Just hedge your position. Another game that was disgustingly fluky, absolutely sickening. Dallas Cowboys, and we never seen it, and we probably never see it again. A 2-0 against the spread team, double-digit home dogs against a Cowboys team that looked soft, that looked like they didn't want to be there. You lost a corner. You didn't lose your quarterback. I mean, Diggs is special. Diggs is important. They look lifeless. Lifeless. This is the second week in a row the Arizona Cardinals have played with Ethos, Pathos, Locos. James Conner is running hard. Joshua Dobbs is playing for his career. You don't think there's bulletin board material in these games. This is one of those games where the Cardinals knew they were double-digit fate, double-digit dogs at home, and they're about to shock the world. There were two lines, the exact same number, and I did say this last week where Alex was instincts on point and then faded his own instincts on Sunday. I said, if you're going to back a double-digit dog, back the home favorite, not the home road team. I mean, I don't know what we saw with Dak Prescott. All I have to say is Mike McCarthy, I don't think he's got a pulse in the room. Does this guy dribble with his head up? when he's calling offensive plays to quote a basketball term, what were they doing? The only thing more embarrassing play calling wise yesterday to Mike McCarthy's lack of game management, just no idea was Josh McDaniels kicking the biggest baby back play, not to lose three down eight, two and a half to go. I've ever seen the history of the sport. So the Cowboys and the Cardinals, you're just getting hung lines the whole second half. Pick them, pick them, pick them. It was a live pick them. They're begging you to take the Cowboys. They cannot turn field goal opportunities into touchdowns. They could not turn even the one or two times they got a short field, those moments into touchdowns. When you start to watch those moments, you have to adjust. Like Colin says, you get new information. You got to read and react. I was sorely mistaken live betting the Cowboys. I lost well more than lunch money towards the end of a month of rent year. And last but not least, I have one of the sickest Scotty Van Babby days on this game you could have possibly imagined. The Saints were plus two all week, so they covered. If you did listen to me saying take plus two, the problem is I said take them on the money line. And the Saints lose Carr in the middle of the second half. I mean, the Packers were over 10-1 to live, double digits live spread. I didn't hedge my position. I could not see it. I could not picture it. It it was one of the worst non-hedges in the history of my betting career. The Packers, and this is the second week in a row, the Packers have had some sick closing line value numbers. Really do not forget this. Remember it the rest of the season. This Packers team will cook you on closing line value. These are funky lines. They covered against the Falcons. They shouldn't have. The line moved last minute. They cover against the Saints. They go from a home favorite to a home dog. I wish I could tell you the Packers were not plus one and a half to close 
yesterday's game. It was absolutely unfathomable. One of the sickest L's I've ever lost. The Saints up three scores. The Packers were trolling at the beer pong table in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. So I'm leaving. I'm sweating. I'm pissed. Should have been a four and two best bets day for me. Depth chart picks go two and one. Dog of the day. Saints absolutely should have been a slam dunk. The, the side we were on, the capping, the breakdown, all of it was money. That's what happens. Two games, though, I couldn't have got more wrong. Jimmy, game manager, single on the strip, Garoppolo, could not find anyone other than 1-7 if his career depended on it last night. And Josh McDaniels proves, again, as I've said, one of the most non-leaders of men at the head coaching position in the NFL It was an abomination. But I leave, and we take away week two with a lot of thoughts. Just tread lightly when the game, your gambling gut will tell you. Colts-Ravens feels fluky. Cardinals-Cowboys feels fluky. Derek Carr goes out. Lambeau, historic frozen tundra. Energy starts to change. These are all real-time Live betting moments, you have to read and react. And your gambling pride versus your gambling gut gets in the way every single week. It's never a terrible thing to wave the white flag just with you, yourself, and I. In the middle of games, if you're watching what you're watching, the Colts looked like they were covering that game from sun up to sundown. Same thing with the Cardinals. We think we're getting value on the live pickums. Really, you're getting sucker bet. Now we're tilted on a Monday. We need to go two and up. So hope you learned something from that. I think both these games go under tonight. Appreciate you. We are out of here on AMP. We'll be back one more time before live action tonight for one more rundown of props. We will see you tomorrow. Don't forget, dog your mothers. The volume.